Welcome to the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast with 105.1 The Bulls Cruise. Well, welcome back to the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. I am your host, Cruise. Wow, what a weekend at Daytona. We need to talk about the action And when I say action, I mean absolute chaos. Time now for your race day rewind. You know, you never know what to expect at Daytona. You sprinkle in a little bit of playoff action, and this weekend was absolute chaos. But it was a great race. The Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona was a wild one. Austin Dillon pulling out the victory for the rain-delayed event, followed by his teammate Tyler Reddit finishing third, Austin Sindrick. Landon Castle, Noah Gregson, and Cody Ware. Now, one of the favorites for the race, Kyle Larson, out early with engine failure. He finished 37th. The race was actually red flagged for track drying. This took over three hours to do so. When the caution did finally come back out, rain hit the track while it was still green. I'm sure you've watched the highlights by now. 13 drivers were caught up in the wreck. Austin Dillon, and I'm still, I've watched the video and I still do not know how he got through that wreck, but it did shake up the standings big time. And I know NASCAR taking a lot of heat for not throwing the caution. Everything that I've heard on the podcast, on the highlights, it was really tough call on that. I I don't think that they knew that rain was in that particular area. I don't know. What do you think about it? That's such a big track that rain showers can just pop up anywhere, but a massive, massive wreck. I think Trackhouse said that the weekend alone cost them $4 million in damage. So very expensive weekend for a lot of cup teams. But the final standings have been set for the playoffs. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Kevin Harvick, Byron, Reddick, Hamlin, Bell, Bush, Bowen, Suarez, Cindric, Briscoe, Austin Dillon, and finally Ryan Blaney making the playoffs this year. Blaney barely getting in. He had a wreck pretty early on in the race, but his team at Penske never giving up. Martin Truex getting caught up in that final wreck, and that kind of ruined his day for sure. It's weird that Truex is not in the playoffs because he's been up there contending for wins a lot of the season. But again, the playoffs have been set, and they're going to start getting pretty interesting for the Southern 500 at Darlington this weekend. It's the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs at Kansas Speedway, and 105.1 The Bull wants to send you there. One lucky grand prize winner will snag an instant VIP upgrade. You and a guest could be up front for the Honoring America's Special 9-11 tribute to our nation's military and first responders. Lee Greenwood's performance of God Bless the USA. God Bless the USA. Plus a pre-race concert starring country superstar Craig Morgan. Get signed up today at thebull1051.com or simply text the word RACE to 417-863-1051. I'm dropping the hammer. Get tickets and more info for the NASCAR Cup Series Playoffs Hollywood Casino 400. Presented by Barstool Sportsbook September 11th at kansasspeedway.com. More contests and more winners from your NASCAR love and honoring America and the Ozarks best country radio station, 105.1 The Bull. NASCAR News Now. Drivers who have ridden, ridden, ridden. 
on the outer edges of the rules. Joe Gibbs Racing announcing that Denny Hamlin will not compete in Saturday's NASCAR Xfinity race at Darlington as originally planned. Christopher Bell will pilot the number 18 Sport Clips Toyota Supra for the event, Denny sharing on his social media pages that he has had some soreness in his neck, back, and hips from the wreck on Sunday at Daytona. And I heard rumors of this, but it's official. 2311 Racing announcing that Bubba Wallace, driver of the number 23 Toyota Camry, will switch car numbers for the final 10 races of the season and drive the number 45. Now the team trying to get the owner's championship and Wallace will remain paired with his crew chief Booty Barker, but this is a very interesting move. Ty Gibbs will continue to serve as 2311 substitute driver and will now drive the number 23 Camry with Billy Scott as the crew chief. I assume they're going to keep the same sponsors. I don't know if that's going to mix up either, but... You know, Kurt Busch, with his win earlier this season, officially made the chase, but he's been out since his wreck at Pocono, and there's no real return date for him. The team making this decision, obviously, to keep their playoff hopes alive. Motorcraft's 50th anniversary will be honored by Harrison Burton and the Wood Brothers with a very special paint scheme this weekend at Darlington. You know, Motorcraft has been in the sport for a really, really long time, especially with that sponsorship of the number 21 Ford. This paint scheme is slick. Be sure to check it out at the Wood Brothers Facebook page. And speaking of paint schemes, Chase Elliott Foundation will have a special scheme at Darlington to benefit Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. The Design to Drive scheme will feature a really cool design by a cancer patient, Danny Gamble. Now the dogs on the number nine Chevy are for the hospital dogs who helped her cope with cancer treatments and therapy during her visit. And this is obviously a very special paint scheme for a very special cause. You can check it out now at Hendrick Motorsports' social media accounts. This is your NASCAR Days of Thunder podcast. Very excited and honored as three-time Daytona 500 champion, 1999 Cup champion, and NASCAR Hall of Famer Dale Jarrett joins the podcast. Dale, Matt told me you guys are out in Phoenix trying to raise some money for the Children's Hospital there. What's that about? called Ignition Luncheon, kind of pairing uh, the NASCAR event that will come up here for the final race in November, and then raising some money for the Children's Hospital here in Phoenix to help these doctors try to help the young people along the way as they battle these things in their young uh, life. Sounds like a great time for a great cause. Dale, what did you think about the race at Daytona? Oh, my gosh. So many adjectives we could use that I don't know that it would even do it justice, but it was, at the very least, it was highly entertaining. I think it just shows, you know, the pressures that these drivers are under to try to make that top 16 and and have a chance at racing for a championship. And we saw that performance by a number of drivers uh, that we kind of set up that may have that chance to move forward and uh, get themselves situated in that top 16. As it turned out, Ryan Blaney was able to do that through points, the only driver uh, in the top 16 that doesn't have a win. But then Austin Dillon taking the opportunity that was presented and getting himself situated in there with an incredible win. Everything the drivers went through was just amazing. You know, unfortunate side of it was the little rain shower that came in down in turn one so quickly that, you know, nobody had time to adjust to that and crashed a lot of cars and took some drivers that potentially could have won out of the mix. But that was just part of it. So, uh, again, 
it was crazy. Don't know that we'll see another race like that in these 10, but we're going to see some highly entertaining races coming up in the 10 race playoff format. Now, you mentioned the playoff contenders. Who do you think is a real threat to win the championship this season? I think you have to look right at the top. Chase Elliott and his team, to me, have kind of separated themselves over the last 10 to 12 races that they are better prepared than everyone else. They're more consistent. They have speed on a regular basis. And the biggest thing is we don't see them really making mistakes, whether that's on the pit road, something that kind of flaked Denny Hamlin and his team as they found speed with Denny. They've also continued to make mistakes on pit road, and that could be costly when you get into the playoffs. When you think about just three races in each of these rounds to move forward, nobody has a decided advantage as far as points go, unlike many years past where we saw the top one or two drivers have a big advantage that they could rely on points that things should happen. Chase Elliott is the only one that has anything that you would feel like saying comfortable lead as far as the points goes. That's why I put him in the best position uh, right now. Everybody else is just going to have to fight tooth and nail if they're going to find themselves moving through even this first round where we're going to drop four drivers and teams out of the playoffs after the race at Bristol. So we've got three difficult tracks in trying to navigate through Darlington, Kansas, and then Bristol being the cutoff race for this first round. You could make a case for a lot of the drivers that they could move forward, a case for a few that you think probably won't. And I could even make a case that Ryan Blaney, who is the one winless driver in the playoffs right now, that he could be a part of the championship four because I think he has that ability to navigate through and win anywhere that he goes. You know, I'd agree with that. Blaney, definitely a dark horse and one to watch in the playoffs this year. Now, we are pretty far into the season. What do you think about the new next-gen car? It seems to be producing a lot of great racing. Yeah, this is one of the things that where I can say I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't sure how this would be with it being so radically different than anything the majority of these drivers have ever driven in their career. Was it going to work with a stock car to, to make this change over? And how was the competition going to be? It's been fantastic. We've seen 26 weeks of just amazing racing. You know, I think... Gosh, there's been something like 15 or 16 races to where the final pass for the lead and the win happened in the last 10 laps of these yeah. races. Uh, the, the car has just performed at a high level, and, and as the drivers have gotten more comfortable with it and understanding that it's something that with these cars, by what they tell me, the harder you drive it, the better it performs. Obviously, now you have to get it to a situation to where you can drive it that hard and not crash it. But as you do that, then then that just makes the ability to move forward, make passes, and put on great racing even better for us, the fans. And, and we've seen so many new drivers and teams be a part of the mix there now, and I think that's just going to continue. So the car has outperformed, I think, what anybody actually thought may happen here in the first year. Dale, let's switch gears here a little bit and talk about your Hall of Fame career. You've had three Daytona 500 wins. I know all three of those are special, but is there one that stands out more than the others? Oh, gosh. You know, they're all special for, for certain reasons. But you know, I have to go to the first Daytona 500 in 1993 for a number of reasons. It was Joe Gibbs and Joe Gibbs Racing first win as an owner in the sport. And to get the biggest race that we have as your first win and, and trophy it was quite special. Obviously, they've gone on to win a lot more races since that time in 1993. But it also was a day that I was able to pass Dale Earnhardt, one of the greatest, if not the greatest driver to, to ever race in our sport to beat him to pass him on the last lap of the daytona 500 a race that he had not won at that time meant as much to me as anything
thing. Obviously, the Daytona 500 itself is huge in doing that, but to pass Dale Earnhardt there and, and do that. And then having my dad in the TV booth for CBS that particular day calling the race was just an incredible scenario. So my family was there. It was just kind of the perfect storm and a memory that I'll have forever and ever. And I think my dad would tell you the same thing, that it's probably the one race and comment that most people uh, talk to us and ask us about more than anything else that we were able to accomplish in the sport. The Dale and Dale Show, what a classic moment. Was it hard for you at all to transition from being a driver to going into the TV booth? Well, you know, I'll say that it was difficult in the way that it wasn't something that I really prepared myself for because I really didn't think that much beyond my career as a driver. Obviously, I knew I wasn't going to drive forever, but I really didn't think about that side of it, even though, you know, that's what my dad did was move into that side. But he and I didn't discuss that that much. But but then when the opportunity was presented towards the end of my career, I had the chance to go to work for ESPN and their coverage. And it's been a great ride. I've enjoyed what I've been able to do. Uh, you know, I can talk about what I did for over 30 years of my life in, in driving a race car and presenting that to the fans in, in an entertaining way. So the one thing I can remember my dad telling me when I made that decision and talked to him about it was, hey, this is more hard work than you might think. It's not just getting in a and on TV and start talking about it, which you can do, and there is a lot of that, but being prepared comes across a lot better to the fans. So I've really enjoyed it, and it's not the part of being nervous in front of a camera. It's just making sure that you're giving good and correct information out there to the fans, and the majority of people that, that we are talking to have never had the good fortune of being behind the wheel of a race car and understanding you know, what that's exactly like. So the closer we can bring them to that is better. And, and so I think that the team that I work with at NBC now with Dale Jr. and Jeff Burton and Steve Letarte and Rick Allen and Kyle Petty, we've all been around the sport for a long time. And, and I think that we put a good product out there. I love the NBC sports team you guys have. It is a great group, especially that Kyle Petty. You just never know what he's going to say. Yeah. <laughs> How great is it for you to be in the Hall of Fame? That's special, right? Yeah, you know it is. And, and you know, none of us set out when we started our careers. Obviously, it wasn't even anything that was there to look forward to or anticipate that you might be a part of for so many years. And then as our sport evolved, we got this Hall of Fame. Uh, it wasn't something I really ever thought about. Never in my career did I think, oh, if I do this, then I might be a part of the Hall of Fame. So uh, to say that I'm honored and humbled by the opportunity to be a part of a special group of people, yeah, it's just something that is a great reward for the all the hard work and effort not only on my part as a driver and trying to become the best I could be, but all the people that it took to make this happen. Now, this wasn't just done on me being a race driver. It was done because of behind-the-scenes people that literally worked day and night to give me the cars to be able to perform with. So I feel very honored, and, and it's a special honor to be a part of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. The series returns to Kansas Speedway on September 11th for the Hollywood Casino 400 presented by Barstool Sports. You were part of the inaugural race at Kansas in 01. What do you remember about that race? You know, here's the crazy thing about you ask what do I remember? Well, unfortunately, I had an accident that day on a restart. Someone caught me in the left rear down uh, entering turn one. And so I slammed the wall, driver's side against the wall. Of course, there were no safer barriers in 2001 at that time. And uh, my helmet literally hit the concrete barrier. Uh, I still have the helmet to this day. So it literally, with the concussion that I received that day, I was in Kansas 
for five days for UPS. My sponsor at that time did dinners, and then I was there, obviously, for the race and everything. I have no recollection of those five days other than watching the race back and people telling me places that I was. So that's five days that were literally wiped uh, out of my mind, uh, and I, I have no recollection of that. Now, what I do know as a driver in races past that point was you know, that was a special time. We were all looking forward to getting to Kansas and everything that it was representing for us and being able to be there during a special time. But in subsequent races, I found that that's a difficult racetrack, and that's what these drivers are going to encounter uh, next weekend is a difficult track, but a fun track because you can navigate around this mile-and-a-half track. Uh, it's not just a one-groove track. You're going to have to search around for, for grip and the fastest way around, and I think drivers appreciate that and, and look forward to the opportunity to race there. You know, these drivers are going to have to bring it on September 11th. Kansas is a great speedway, but it can be tricky at times and get you before you even know it. Yeah, it really can. I mean, and the way you have to attack with these next-gen cars, it just puts you on the edge. And knowing you can help yourself by being able to maybe be one of the first to, to find that next groove that's actually working there, but having the willingness and the know-how to know exactly when that is to make that move. Because if you make it at the wrong time, then you find yourself in real trouble and losing spots that are hard to get back. But I think experience plays a real part of the drivers that do well and win races and put themselves in a position to win and move on to the next round of the playoffs. But I think that's why we haven't seen many surprise winners at Kansas over the years. It's been the experience that has won out. Well, Dale, thank you so much for your time today. Looking forward to seeing you at Kansas Speedway September 11th for the Hollywood Casino 400 presented by Barstool Sports. Look forward to it. Stop by and say hello. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. The legendary Dale Jarrett, three-time Daytona 500 winner, 1999 Cup Series champion, and NASCAR Hall of Famer, joining the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Gentlemen. It's the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs at Kansas Speedway, and 105.1 The Bull wants to send you there. One lucky grand prize winner will snag an instant VIP upgrade. You and a guest could be up front for the Honoring America's Special 9-11 tribute to our nation's military and first responders. Lee Greenwood's performance of God Bless the USA. God Bless the USA. Plus, a pre-race concert starring country superstar Craig Morgan. Get signed up today at thepull1051.com or simply text the word RACE to 417-863-1051. I'm dropping the hammer. Get tickets and more info for the NASCAR Cup Series Playoffs Hollywood Casino 400. Presented by Barstool Sportsbook September 11th at kansasspeedway.com. More contests and more winners from your NASCAR love and honoring America and the Ozarks best country radio station, 105.1 The Bull. Looking forward to the action this weekend, the Cookout Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. It's happening Sunday with the green flag of 6 p.m. And there's just something special about Darlington night races. This is the first race in the round of 16. I feel like the top performers will be Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, and Martin Truex, my dark horse, Corey LaJoy. When you put 43 cars in a big pack and you say, okay, somebody go win and go out there and beat everybody else, we're going to have what we have. And be sure to get your tickets for the Kansas Speedway action kicking off September 9th through the 11th. It's going to be a great weekend of racing. Love this Speedway and really looking forward to September 
11th. That particular day, they're going to have an Honoring America 9-11 tribute and special performances by Craig Morgan and Lee Greenwood. Be sure to get your tickets. It's a playoff race, and it's going to be a lot of fun at Kansas Speedway for the Hollywood Casino 400 presented by Barstool Sports. All the details you'll need and ticket info, kansasspeedway.com. Thanks to Dale Jarrett for joining the podcast this week and uh, looking forward to Darlington and looking forward to seeing you at Kansas Speedway. Have a good one.